Um, is this is this thing on? Yeah, you can see the light. Oh, oh, the red light. Okay. Okay. Wow, I'm nervous. There's nothing to be nervous about. It's just you and me. I hope I don't sound weird listening back. Y- you know, it always sounds off hearing your own voice. I wonder mm-hmm. how singers do it. Addie Holder is one of the 35 people that have left a review about the manor, and possibly one of only 35 people that have actually set foot inside. Do you promise you'll cut something out if I sound weird? <laughs> you have my word. Oh, I forgot. I, um, I got us a bottle of wine. I figured it'd help my nerves, and it'd be a nice <laughs> gift for you. <laughs> you did not have to do that. No, but, but really, thank you for coming over to my house. It's no problem. It would take an everyday person all of five minutes of conversation with Addie to realize what a charitable soul she is. In every exchange, Addie adds a modicum of positivity or kindness. I imagine trying to get Addie angry would be an incredibly difficult task. Her presence just radiates a sense of calm, and even when asked difficult questions, she remains cool, calm, and collected. My name is Charles Aramond, but you can call me Charlie. And this is The Innkeeper. start um never really interviewed anyone before um but when i saw your posting on airbnb you basically seem like the most approachable person and so i'm sorry for kind of uh stalking you on airbnb uh and on facebook and on linkedin <laughs> it's but, it's really no problem okay, okay um cool tell me about yourself there isn't much to tell. <laughs> you told me you moved recently? Uh, I used to live in SF in California, and I moved here. So you didn't have any friends or anything? No food? No family? Anything? Yeah, I've kind of put it behind me. I don't really think about it anymore. I don't remember it as much anymore. You have reached the voicemail box of Charles Aramon. At the tone, please record your voice message. When you are finished recording, you may hang up or press pound for more options. Hi, Charles. 
I'm sorry to be leaving you this message so late on your phone, but it's, um, wow, it's already past midnight. Again, I'm really sorry. I just, I just needed to tell you. I lied. I didn't go to the manor just to get away after my mom passed away. Well, I mean, I did, but that's not the full story. <sighs> you see, I grew up always wanting to get along with my mother better than I actually did. I would think of different ways to please her and obsess over any idea I could come up with. I noticed she liked to cook, so I cooked all the time. She once mentioned how I was great at playing the bassoon and I played concert band for years. I grew up to be a people pleaser because I could never please her. But no matter what I tried, we were never close. When I became an adult, I could feel her pulling away even more. She barely showed any interest when I described my job or who I was dating. But once I got married, it was, it was like a sparklet within her. She would ask me time and time again if I were ready to have a child. And I was over the moon at finding a way to finally connect with her. Motherhood would be the thing that finally brought us together. I excitedly convinced my husband that now is the time to have a child. Only to find out that she was asking if I wanted to have a child because she disapproved of my husband and didn't want her grandkids to be a certain skin color. When I realized this, I... It was shocked and immediately cured of wanting her approval. I pushed her out of my life easily, but a few months after I'd just cut her out of my life, she, she passed away. I'm not good at opening up and I tend to focus on how others are feeling rather than give away my own feelings. And it's honestly been a crappy gift since my childhood. But really, that's besides the point. There's something else I wanted to tell you. When I was at the manor, I saw something that stuck with me. I don't want you to think I'm crazy, but I think you should know. One day, I was watching TV in the living room while the innkeeper was combing Penny's hair. Penny had used a pair of kid scissors earlier to cut her long hair up to her shoulders. The innkeeper was rightfully frustrated with her daughter and kept commenting on how Penny shouldn't have cut her hair and how now she couldn't even braid it with it this short. The next day, as I went down to breakfast, I noticed Penny woke up with her hair down past the middle of her back, easily six inches longer than it had been the night before. Confused, I used breakfast as an excuse to tie the child's hair up into a bun, you know, to avoid getting her hair into her food. As I fixed her hair, I could find no sign of hair extensions or even a wig. Somehow Penelope's hair had naturally grown six inches on its own overnight, just as the innkeeper had wished it would. Sorry, again, I know it sounds weird, I just, I thought you should know. And sorry for wasting your time earlier. Our whole interview was me asking you questions and sidestepping anything you'd ask me about my mom. I hope you now understand why. And good luck with your investigation, Charles. Okay, I don't know if you can hear this, but since I opened my computer, it's just been repeatedly making this sound. What the fuck is this? Seriously, what the fuck? What- how do I stop it? Stop! What the f-